to the Mission LHC podcast, where you'll hear real conversations with a married couple that are on a mission to help other couples as they learn to love, honor, and cherish each other in all stages of marriage. My name is Heath Yearwood. And I'm Amanda Yearwood. And thanks for joining us as we laugh together and share our story together in hopes that we can be an encouragement to you. Welcome back to another episode of Mission LHC. We're glad you joined us. And if you're new to the podcast, we encourage you to go back and listen to some of the earlier episodes that will maybe explain a little more about who Heath and I are and why we're doing this. And um, maybe we'll make a little more sense that way. (laughs) Well, uh, it's good to be back. It's been several weeks since we've uh, put out a podcast right now. Once we get into school and the world gets a little crazy and busy, uh, unfortunately, so so does our schedules as well. And so we haven't been able to be with you as much as we would like. It's probably going to be every couple of weeks that we'll be putting out a new podcast. And, you know, and that kind of leads us into today. We've already done a similar uh, message before that we shared with you. But, you know, this one is talking a little bit about uh, sometimes being overwhelmed and sometimes feeling that the job ahead of you is a little bit too big and, and you know, maybe the mountain's too big to climb. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Sometimes in our life that we felt certain situations like that. And uh, maybe it makes you think a little bit about your circumstances and your situations. Uh, you, you know, I can remember, like right now, when we start to look at the news and we start to see things going on. You know, uh, I'm a been a school teacher and a principal, as I've said in previous episodes. This is my 31st year, and. You know, I can see that it's a changing place, it's a changing world, and that's not only at school, it's in our jobs, it's on uh, in colleges, uh, wherever you work, any, any place like that you can think of, it's changing, and the world is changing, and... Um, a lot of times, you know, we've grew up in the Bible Belt, we've been kind of sheltered in this part of the country, and... You know, I see that even changing a lot, and, and you know, it, it's starting to be different. And we talked for years about, uh, you know, a lot of people had the same ideas. If you look at the news right now, there's so much divide, whether it's racially or if it's politically or whatever is going on. It, it seems like everybody is in turmoil. But, you know, God's put a lot of you in places right now that you can make a big influence in lives, and whether it's uh, spiritually or whether it's just uh, someone's mental health that you're helping them with or whatever it may be, God has providing you with opportunities. Yeah, it's amazing to see over the years that God has placed us in a position where we had contact with maybe somebody at the right time that that we needed that conversation or maybe they needed that conversation. And, you know, I think why this is heavy on our minds is just the last couple of weeks, you know, some of the discussions we've had, of course, off air, just as a married couple, you know, just thinking about life in general and, and the directions things have gone and, and how everything's a little different now for us than it was when we were younger and how things are different now for our kids than when we were that age. And, um, you know, uh, we listen to other podcasts of people and, and different things and try to find encouragement the same way we encourage you to listen to ours and other ones. And one podcast the other day, we had been talking about some of these issues, and Amanda listens to one uh, P31 podcast. Yeah, I, I think we have that on our 
recommended resources or our favorite resources uh, that's on the website, Proverbs 31 Ministries. They really have a lot of uh, neat resources, but one of my favorite things is is their podcast, and they, they have a lot of good episodes that I like to listen to. So, wait a minute. I, you've got me, and I watched the Hallmark movie some, <laughs> and now you shared with me a Proverbs 31, which is a women's it, podcast. It really is a women's podcast, but I will, but the reason I sent you the link to that podcast the other day is because I just felt like as I was listening to it, it really made me think about you and kind of where you are and, you know, your job is so stressful and uh, here you are coming to the end of your career and I know that in your mind there are days that you think you're ready to be done today and there are days you think I still want to do this longer and, you know, and it was just an inspiring message about, you know, being placed in the right place at the right time. Well, you know, and sometimes there's things, no matter what jobs, you may be at the factory, you may be at the hospital. I mean, right now, I can't imagine being a healthcare worker with what you go through each and every day. Dealing with COVID, dealing with situations, we're in a group uh, at church, and we have a nurse practitioner that's in our group, and she just what she has to go through and dealing every day with the public and dealing with people and then seeing the loss of her patients and things. It's just crazy and the stress that she has. And, you know, that kind of leads into what that podcast that Amanda shared with me was about. The special guest that they had on there that day happened to be the author, uh, Max Licato. Most of you have all heard of Max Licato and you've seen his works. And he has a new book that's going to be out. It's probably already out. I haven't read the book, but I just all I've heard a little bit is some of the, uh, the what he discussed in the podcast. But the name of his book was, uh, You Were Made for This Moment, Courage Today and Hope for Tomorrow. And whether you're a believer or not, you know, that's some great advice for you that no matter what you've been put into, God sees or he guides our lives. You know, he put me into being a coach and a teacher for a reason and a principal. Uh, Amanda is a counselor. And Amanda, I know we can't talk specifics, but just right now in the last year or two since we've been uh, with all the COVID stuff and we weren't in school as much, we've seen a big change even in our students around Absolutely. I mean, as a school counselor, I would say my job has changed pretty dramatically. You wouldn't think it really had, but really over the years, it, it's changed a lot. And, you know, so many times where, you know, the counseling in the school setting is really more of a Band-Aid approach, uh, more of a how can I help you get through fourth period? How can I help you get through today, this week, this grading period? Um, really more and more I'm seeing students that that need more counseling than that and uh, if, if anything I will say that with COVID and all the the anxiousness that it's brought with people um, the conversations I've had with students have certainly been more meaningful deeper conversations well and we focus on the children a whole lot but I think there's a lot of adults that's going through the same problems right now you know you've been off work having to work from home not only when you're doing that you're having to be mom or dad while you're at home as well and that's stressful not having you know when you're at work at least you can deal just with one thing but dealing with a lot of different areas so that's been big and so, you know, Amanda, 
spending a large majority of her time, and I know that sounds weird to y'all that a counselor is <laughs> actually counseling, but uh, our jobs are like everyone else's. It seems like you know there's so much paperwork and things that you're normally having to do, but right now there's just people that need you, and sometimes that can be overwhelming. It, it can, but but you know you know over the years we've always said our jobs really yours and mine they overlap so much because you know and I know that when a student is in trouble and they have they're sent to the principal's office it's it's generally you know if you dig deep enough you're going to find that that student was acting out because there's something wrong and and so you end up being a counselor um as often as I do on some days. So. Well, usually people that are in the office being in trouble, it's they have something I always refer back to, you know, they have a splinter in the paw. And too many times we, we don't worry about trying to get the splinter out. We just bandage them up and send them on and deal with whatever consequences they did. But if we don't try to fix the, the splinter situation, it's just going to keep festering back up. And, you know, our lives are the same way. How many people deal with problems and they've got things going on and they're just trying to survive their marriage and different things and they never can really take care of the problem. So I encourage you, find that person that you can talk to. Find someone. And uh, as the title of his book, You Were Made for This Moment, Courage Today, Hope for Tomorrow, find hope. And uh, there's many different places that you can. And, you know, as Max Licato was talking about, sometimes we find hope in, in different places. Now, he's talking about hope in God that he mentions in there. And he gives an example in the Bible of people being placed in positions that, that they can make a difference. And he tells the story of Esther. And it really sparked my interest a little bit. He talks about Esther in the Bible. And, you know, I've always heard the name Esther. And, and I'm familiar with the story. But after I, he talked about it a little bit, I've been reading in it and studying a little bit more about it. And kind of giving you just a, a summary of it. You know, Esther was raised by her uncle. Uh, some One book I saw, it, it even called him her cousin. But uh, Mordecai. And he was kind of like what would be a secretary of state today in government. He had a position in government, but they were both Jews. And they didn't mention anything about being a Jew because back at that time, even being a Jew wasn't highly thought of. And they were in the country of Persia. And it talked about Persia was twice the size of America. So if that gives you a, a point of reference that you can think of, very powerful. And they, <laughs> Wait, I'm just going to time you out. So. When I sent you this podcast, I was thinking you would be encouraged by it. I didn't know we were going to get a history lesson. Well, I forget that you're such a history buff. I, I, I love history. <laughs> and uh, as it talked about, King Xerxes, was the he was a young king. Uh, he talks about he would often be with a drink, and he had all kind of parties. And back then, they had concubines and different things. So he had a different woman almost all the time. Well, he had gotten rid of his wife, and that's a story for another day. And the one of the young we're not endorsing that. No, one of the young one of the young uh, ladies that had come in and became his next wife was Esther, and they had hid in their lives about being Jews. And her and her uncle never had mentioned it because they had came to power, and so if they had just kept their mouth shut. Their life would have been okay, but they had passed something that they were going to kill all the Jews in their area, like the Holocaust. And when that was going on, she could have remained silent, but her uncle finally had had all he could stand. And he challenged her, and he told her, you know, in uh, 
Esther 4, 13 and 14, he basically told her that you've been put in your royal position for such a time as this. And what have what has God placed you in in your life that you have a, a chance to make a difference? It, it could be your work. You could be working at, at selling cars. You could be a construction worker. But no matter what you're doing, you've been placed there to make a difference to someone, whether we're teachers or we're counselors or principals. But, you know, it just makes you think a little bit about when you when you step back, are you in a position to make a difference? Well, that's a great reminder. And, I mean, you know me, I get so frustrated with um, things that come across my desk at times. Um, I would love to say that I worked in a, a field that was free of political fire, but it's not. And, and I get frustrated with that sometimes. But uh, then just like what you're saying, maybe I'm reminded that I'm placed in this position for a reason. Um, and so I just want to follow God's will. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had done the, um, been asked to do a little training for some newer counselors. And uh, when we were telling some friends that I would be out of town, uh, I made the comment, I guess if they didn't like what I was going to say, they wouldn't ask me back again. And But as long as they were going to hand me the mic, I guess I would say what I wanted to say. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, and that's good. But they, <laughs> but you have done a great job. And there's a lot of people that look at you and a lot of your websites and things for counselors. And you spoke at several places and stuff. And, and that's a, uh, I guess, a, a big thank you for the things that you've done. You know, that's one of the best forms of flattery is when people, you know, want to be like you or looking at your stuff. And I appreciate that. You know, I, when I was thinking about being in a place that's too, that's too big for the moment sometimes, you know, I think about athletics a lot of times. You know, how many times have I been in a game or we're playing? And I remember we used to play Coleman. And that was a huge game. We were the little country school, and Coleman was the big city school. And I can remember that the crowd would be at West Point at that time, sitting on the banks all the way around. It was a Thursday night game. And I just remember your heart was about to beat out of your chest. And at the time, it did seem like it was too big for a moment. And I got a funny story about that. We were we were playing Hansville, and I was a 10th grader. I'd come from Jones Chapel. Jones Chapel, for those of you that know, it's a K-9 school. And oh, I had grew up, my uncles had taught me about football and told me about football, but I never really played in the game until my 10th grade year, and I played uh, JV quarterback and played wide receiver some and defensive back on varsity. And our backup quarterback wasn't with the team any longer, and uh, – I was third string quarterback and got forced into being the backup. <laughs> and at practice we had I had a center that was a pretty big guy and I could take a snap from him and the varsity center was about 150 pounds and his butt wasn't the same. I'll just say that. <laughs> and I could not take a snap from him for nothing in the world and I probably wasn't very good uh quarterback at the time but I was about all they had as a backup and our, our starting quarterback Kevin Sullins so Kevin if you're listening to this you, you always remember this story he got hurt in the game and he got his ribs hurt and he come over to the sideline and he couldn't hardly even breathe he said uh, 
I don't think I'm going to be able to go. <laughs> so I ran and got him rib protectors and put him on him and sent him back out there because I was I, I, the moment was too big for me. And he goes back out and he tries to play the next series and he can't. He comes back over and I remember him patting me over there on the shoulder and he's like, you're going to have to do it. Well, we're down on... Uh, Right now, I, we're, we're down a little more than a touchdown. Uh, I end up having to come in, and I end up, of all places, that as I enter the game, you remember, I can't take a snap. We're on our own one-yard line. <laughs> so I come into the game, and I would like to tell you that I was as cool as a cucumber. The moment the ball hits my hands, it shoots up in the air. I catch it and run forward for a yard or two. The next play, I get the snout, not smoothly, and I hand it to Clark Farley, and he runs for about a yard. So now we're on about the four or five-yard line. And the the very next one play, I take the snout good. I, I pitch it to Billy Gable, and he runs about 95 or 96 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> so I engineered a 99-yard touchdown drive for West Point. So Billy bailed you out. Billy bailed me out. <laughs> and uh, then we kicked the onside kick, and I lucky, I'm lucky enough that it goes to me, and I, I recover it. And then I have to start trying to pass the ball. Well, I'm only five foot seven and that's probably stretching it even now you imagine me as a sophomore i was about five six about 120 pounds and i'm out there having to try to throw the ball i can't see over the line but i complete a pass or two in the game well the clock runs out but saying that you know they prepared me all year to try to be ready but i really didn't feel like i could at the moment you know i think about the similar story with alabama and tua you know, he was playing in the national championship game. He never had got to start during the season. People thought he should be there sometimes, but Jalen Hurts was ahead of him. And all of a sudden, when the game is on the line, they put him in there, and he wins the national championship pretty much for Alabama. He, The moment wasn't too big for him because he had prepared for it. He had people that helped him get there. In our lives, a lot of times, we find there's a lot of situations that's almost too big for the challenge for us. And... You know, what What are you going to do to be there? What are you going to do to be prepared for that challenge? And Max Licato tells a really funny story about his grandson. He, he said his grandson uh, loved him and his granddaughter. They love to uh, collect rocks. And he was talking about out in his yard, he said they would always find rocks and they would collect them. So it was they keep them on Wednesdays. And he was telling that they were in the house and all of a sudden the granddaughter comes running in. And it's an emergency. You know, they're needing help or whatever. And he's thinking the worst. He said he's thinking maybe that a snake has bit the kid out in the backyard. Something, he's fallen or he's hung somewhere. When they go out the door, they look and the little kid is laying across the driveway and he can't move. Well, they, as they get closer, they see his pants are around his ankles. The only thing, he's got his uh, little underwear on that's that's covering him. He said that was the only thing covering him, his pants around his ankles, but the kid can't move. And the reason they start noticing, he's got rocks in his front pockets and his back pockets. And they talk to the little boy, and his name is Max also, and they talk to him, and and he can't get up or anything, and so what they have to start doing is taking the rocks out of his pocket one by one, and then eventually they take enough rocks out, they can pull his pants up and stand him back up. And, you know, that's a funny story, but it's talking about, you know, that God can be that for us as well. God can help take the weight off of us a lot of times. 
And if you're not a believer, you know, uh, I encourage you to be. But if you're not, you've got friends and people that, that can do that same job and that same role that can help take some of the weight off of you. Kind of makes me think of what was it in the Bible story about Abraham and the the two men that held up his arms, you know, because he couldn't hold up his arms any longger and they helped hold up his arms. Yeah, and every time he, you know, yeah. his arms stood up, they would win in the battle. And yeah. when they couldn't, they if he let them down, they'd start losing. So finally, friends just had to hold his arms up. Yeah. And I don't know, can you think in our lives, Amanda, where we wouldn't have made it without friends and family and, you oh, know. Absolutely. I mean, think about some of our early years, um, you know, learning how to manage our finances you know there were times that um your parents or my parents that we got solid advice from them and uh you know those kind of things i think about especially when our kids were little and we found ourselves without child care and uh, we were both working and trying to figure out you know what to do and i think about the ants that stepped in the gap for us and um helped us take care of the kids i mean it it takes so many people to to get us through those things so yeah we've had lots of help along the way you know and that brings i think that that kind of brings in here with this story with esther she was had become his wife and and she because of the life she lived she was a kind woman she was thoughtful like he told her she could have anything she could have half of everything he owned but she didn't ask for that so she gained favor with her husband because he saw that she was genuine she she was real and you know that's kind of in our lives people helped us but that's why i think that it's almost a a pay people back situation i think god he saw us through storms and there was no moments too big because you could have very easily have given up and just got a different job or done something different but you were able because of what people did by taking some of the rocks out of your pocket mm -hmm. you were able to stay in school and finish and and continue teaching and then go on to be a counselor and you know Amanda don't like it when I say it she's been counselor of the year twice in the state of Alabama but what if people hadn't taken those rocks out of your pocket? Mm -hmm. It would have been easy. And a lot of people, unfortunately, don't have people that can do that for them. Mm -hmm. And um, today, I was with a friend, and we were in town, and, and we saw a young man that we talked to a little bit. And he just, I won't call him names or anything, but he was going through a rough time. And, and you could tell that he had been going through, he had just recently lost his vehicle, and he had made some choices that were bad. And you know, just talking with a guy and, and it's taking a little bit of time to be with him might have been the words of encouragement that he needed to try to get, you know, get his ship back in the water again. And we're all there. You know, it, it, we're reaching points. Uh, there was another guy that I, I saw today that would, had been going through uh, COVID and from a distance, of course, that I talked to him, but just maybe that word of encouragement, that might be what you're doing in your job and your places, because there's a lot of discouragement in places as well. And one thing that's kind of weird, I told you when I first started this, that, you know, we were raised in the Bible Belt, and it seemed like maybe 60, 70% of the people had the same opinion you did. Well, now I found myself being a minority a lot of times it, it seems like now that I'm on the back end that a lot of people don't have the same opinions and the same beliefs and the same thing. 
and that's kind of hard when you see the world's changing and um is it easy to give up you know in in the bible it was talking about in the book of esther her and her uncle they had kind of just taken on the persian culture and they blended in she was able to be the wife of the king and he never knew she was a jew he was able to be a high-ranking uh, politician or a person in his cabinet and they never knew what does that tell you about their life they lived they just kind of assimilated and they just kind of blended in. Do you blend in to your situation and circumstances around? If people are not being kind and different things, do you just join in or do you stand out? And uh, so I encourage you to be the one that helps to be the rock mover and instead of being somebody that keeps adding and, and bringing it down. That's very convicting to think about how many times, you know, being in a group or in a conversation or in a place that, you know, in your heart, deep inside, you feel uncomfortable because you know you shouldn't be there, you shouldn't be participating in that conversation, um, but then you do, you you blend in. You, you do, and, uh, you know, people that, that, why do we, why do we do what we're doing, why do we, we get comfortable in America right now, we have a lot of things that We've never really had to struggle a whole lot. And I kind of worry right now, if you turn on the news and you see everything that's going on right now, we're starting to run into shortages of food and shortages of uh, supplies. And, you know, all the, the, they can't get the shipping cargo and stuff in and out quick enough. And so a lot of the products are backing up in factories and we can't get it in from overseas. And I think we're going to start seeing a lot of challenges. And during the times that that happens, that's going to start causing problems in our country more and more and we're going to need people that will be encouragers because I might need you to be the encouragement for me and me tuning into the P31 broadcast or hearing a Max Licato thing or just my friend you know I I have a cousin that I talked to yesterday it was just great to talk with because I haven't I haven't been able to communicate with him in a while his jobs ta has taken him out of state and we used to be close and sometimes just your friends and family it means a whole lot so I just I want you to just make a, a conscious effort to try to be that person to help people right now and remove rocks from their pocket, so to speak. I was just thinking about, you know, being in the right place at the right time and having those conversations with people. And I guess I'll tell an embarrassing story. So sometimes uh, we're in the right place at the right time for the wrong reason. Uh, so that that I had mentioned earlier about going to train some counselors a couple of weeks ago, you know, um, I went to a university to, to do this presentation and I had made my hotel reservations a month in advance, you know, knowing where I was going. And, um, it, it was a long drive when I finally got there. Um, I, I did, did have a good evening, restful evening. I got to meet some people in the hotel, have some good conversations. And the next morning, I had plenty of time. I was just relaxing and, you know, having conversations. And I met a, a, a lady named Jenny at, at, the, um, at the hotel where I was staying. And we had a really nice conversation that morning. And we talked a lot about family and about God and we cried some tears together about um, she's recently lost her parents and 
Um, so, you know, I was thankful for that encounter that I feel like was a, a divine encounter, you know, something that God had planned. Um, I met a, a lady at the store that morning that I had a nice conversation with, but, um, then to the embarrassing part of the story is now that <laughs> this you, is something you know, that I would do, not not Amanda. <laughs> Everybody here knows that uh, that's a Heath Yearwood story. So, so I knew I felt comfortable with where I was going to this university. I'd been there before, and I was enjoying the morning. Um, I was early. I was an hour early for the opening session, and. Um, just driving around the campus, admiring the beautiful campus, and I couldn't find the building I was supposed to be in, and so I... Well, Troy's campus is a big place. <laughs> it, it, it is a big place. I know, place. it is. Yeah. So, I wasn't going to tell exactly where it was, but thanks anyway. So, uh, so I'm still driving around looking for the building I'm supposed to be in. I stop and ask the security guard. He wasn't familiar with the, the conference that was going on. So, so I just stopped and, and pulled out my map that I had printed and I'm looking for the building. I'm, I kind of see some familiar things, but still no luck. So I, I decide to go by the street names, and so I get back on my maps on my phone, and I'm I'm trying to look up these streets, and I, I can't find the streets on my map. So now I know something's wrong, and uh, so I'm getting a little nervous because now the time's dwindling down, and um, so I go back to the original email where I had been asked to present at this conference, and. Um, and much to my surprise, when I read the email thoroughly instead of skimming over it like I had done, um, I realized that I'm supposed to be on a satellite campus that is over an hour away from where I had stayed. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yes, yeah, so it was uh, good my thing you weren't presenting that morning, correct? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I didn't miss any of my presentations, but I did have to hop back on the road and and get going pretty quick. But even though that was stressful, and now I can laugh about it, uh, I just have to look back at it and say thank you, Lord, for the conversations that I was able to have in that town, and thank you for Jenny that I met that morning at the hotel because I really feel like that conversation was something that what needed to happen. Well, and that's kind of what you know goes in. The, it, it, he also referred to uh, Max Cato did in that podcast. He talked about Abraham and Sarah. And y'all remember they had been wanting a child forever and they were very, very old. And when they found out she was pregnant, she thought it was crazy and that couldn't be true. But what she didn't realize that uh, in Genesis 18, 13, and 14, basically summarizing, it says nothing is too hard for God. What she thought was impossible, God was able to make happen. And the same thing happened in uh, Esther's life because of the life she had lived, the person she had been, uh, God was able to use her, and not only was she able to get her husband to save all the Jews, they became in great power and in circumstances and situations, so God used her in a great way. And God can use you in a great way, no matter what you are doing or where you are. You know, if you're not a believer, He can use you with the circumstances, situations, being a friend, being the person that you need to be. But 
you know, here's something I do that they did make two good quotes out of that whole thing that the ladies they referred back to as they were talking in the P31 the podcast. Don't measure the height of the mountain, but ponder on the one that made it. You know, sometimes all we can do is see that the, the mountain and how high it is, and that's all we can think about. But there happened to be a creator that created that mountain, and we need to think about that. When we think it's too big for us, we think about the one that created it. The same person that created it can control your life and it can control my life. So I just encourage you to, uh, you know, when next time that the challenge we're in, sometimes I feel like being principal is just a... I don't know that I'm making a difference, but God does. The same guy that put me in the position can actually lead me through the position, and you're the counselor the same way. Mm -hmm. But I encourage the guy that's on the the factory line somewhere or the person that's the salesman that's traveling. You've been placed in a position for a reason, and uh, I just encourage you to help take rocks out of people's pockets because you never know what's weighting them down, and you might be the, the difference in their lives. That's right. That's good stuff. Well, we've enjoyed it today, and uh, we look forward to getting back with you. It may be a couple of weeks, but uh, hopefully we can put one out in another week or so. But uh, we hope that y'all guys have a great day. 